Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Distinguished adventurers last time on Dungeon Drunks. In the secluded training grounds of the Neverwinter Academy, the Heralds of Greenest have freed Travancore from a Geese spell that was preventing him from going through with his desire to destroy a cursed amulet that's been in his family for de- generations. That sentence didn't come out the best, but oh well. With the Geese gone, the Yugoloth he made a pact with has been alerted, and waves of monstrous creatures have been sent to attack our heroes, while the Yugoloth itself whispers in Travancore's mind taunts and threats. That was also not an easy sentence to say. I don't know why. After two waves of fearsome enemies, our heroes are so far victorious, but battered and bruised, and now the decision must be made if they want to try and talk with the creature they came to kill. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeon Drunks. I'm your DM, Lauren. You might know me as Oboe. I have some Jack and Honey. Jack Daniels and Honey. Just a little bit. Just enough to be warm and welcoming because I didn't feel like having all the sugar that comes with a Coke. And so I just have a little bit of that. And then I've got a lot of water sitting over there because, you know, this is a fair bit of Jack Daniels, actually, now that I'm looking at the glass. Bernie, what are you drinking? Hi, everyone. I've got another uh, stalwart soldier in the Cider Wars tonight. Uh, One of my absolute favorites. It is Brickwork Cider House Batch 1904. And I've had this many times. I just love it. And it's in my fridge more often than not. (laughs) And we all just love that noise. In this wonderful mug. Oh, your groom's person mug? I love this mug more than anything. <laughs> I do too. I have it displayed over there. And so what happens is I look at it all the time and I'm like, oh, yay. And then it gets to this moment when we're playing and I'm like, I should be drinking out of that. I'm a bad friend. But the rest of the you're week, not, I'm a really good a friend, friend for having it right there. I grab my camera, except my other monitor's in the way. Well, Whether it's uh, on display or being in use, I am happy that it just wasn't one of those group like bridal gifts that it's like, oh, cool. Bye. <laughs> nope, this is the best. I love it. And Carlton, what are you drinking? Uh, so the other day we w- did a uh, liquor store run to pick up some essentials for the missus. And then I noticed our liquor store had a, we'll call it obscure soda aisle. So I picked Ooh. up a bunch and I rolled a D8 to decide what I was going to drink today. Uh, because that's how we do in D&D. And it is Topo Sangria from Topo Chico. A carbonated soft drink with artificial flavor of sangria, non-alcoholic beverage. Oh, it is sangria season. That that is true. How is it? Uh, sangria. If that sangria, e e. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's not too sweet, not too bad. It's it's fruity. So I have to ask: Are you calling it a a what did you call the aisle again? Obscure soda aisle. Was that was it was actually called? Or no, it was what? just like it was like the food aisle. So like they had like candies from like other region like countries and stuff like that. They had like imported other like foods, but they also had like craft sodas, uh, sodas from other countries, stuff okay. like that. So it was just like their food aisle. You know, it's okay. like, here's the liquor store all the way over here. And then here's the eating, 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 non-alcoholic section. There you go. Here's something that you could just pick up, you know, when you really need a snack. Yep. <laughs> Travancore, what are you drinking? Good people of Faerun. Travancore's choice this evening is a Cabernet Sauvignon Chateau Saint-Michel. It's a 2016 vintage. 
It is from Columbia Valley, which apparently is a Washington State-based uh, area. Uh, specifically, it's from Patterson, Washington. And my wife, this was actually a gift from my sister from a few months ago, but my wife is not a fan of Cabernet Sauvignon. But like, thankfully, I am. Live tasting? Ooh, live tasting. Uh, for full body, like most cabs. You get, you get those tannins are real. The tannins are real. <laughs> but, uh, the tannins but I, are super real. But I like it. And this is going to sneak up on me real quick, but I'm going to enjoy every minute of it. As well you should. And finally, last but certainly not least, Jonathan, what are you drinking? Hey, this is Jonathan, and I play Jonathan the Med Muscular. And tonight, I am also on that wine train. I have hmm. a white of some sort. It's uh, two Copas. I got it from my most recent liquor store run, and it is quite good, and I've been drinking it all day. Yeah, it's it's a white wine. I'm not really sure what kind. I was actually going to look up my order from the liquor store, but I'm just like, it's a white. And that reflects my general knowledge of wines. I don't know much about wines. You Together, you guys are rosé. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had uh, yes. that rosé that was left over, uh, one of the last ones. It was still in my fridge. So I had it like last week or something. It was It was pretty good. True fact. I kind of want to make a red versus blue joke right now, but I know Jonathan <laughs> has a fireball shot, so I will refrain. As speaking of a fireball shot, I have this here fireball shot. It's going to be consumed at the first casting of fireball or the equivalent spell thereof. And it, tonight it is dedicated to our newest patron, John Audi. Thank you so Yay! much for uh, for listening, for for supporting us. We really appreciate it. This uh, fireball shot and whatever it kills will be for you. Thanks, John. Well, like a cat yes, thank that you. has brought you something dead to say <laughs> thank you. Well... You have made a lot of creatures dead. Now, in fairness, they did come after you to kill you. So it was all self-defense. Exactly and what the cat says. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that bird the, the was coming right at me. <laughs> yes, uh, absolutely. That mouse was going to kill you. And if I didn't kill it first, uh, it would have been bad. So as we last left our heroes, as I talked about in the introduction, we have just gotten off what could be called round two of the fight that broke out as soon as Bernie removed the geese spell. There was a whole bunch of knife horses, and then there was a, a very large imposing gentleman and his pet mammoth. And those things are now dead. But the last thing that happened was Travancore has heard the familiar voice of the, the Ultraloth that is the cause of a lot of this in his head Basically asking if, you know, you wanted to just put the amulet down and walk away. And I believe you had some strong words in response, if I remember correctly. Right, Travancore? Strong is probably the right adjective. Well chosen <laughs> might not be. <laughs> it is moments after that. What would you like to do? Okay, I relay that he messaged me again. Jonathan the Magimuscular is waiting for him. Blink, blink. Yeah. yeah, where is yeah, it? Like, I'll, I'll uh, tell Bond, Trevor, like, tell him to show himself and talk to us like a like a humanoid to a humanoid. So the thing I'm going to do is I'm going to actually say this out loud. The thing is, he's really, really lazy. Like, he's not even going to get up to reach for a mug. He'll probably get some sort of stick to do it for him. He's going to wait it out as long as he possibly can. If he has waves to send after us, I think he's going to. In the tell Bond, Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to say, so he wants the amulet but you have to lay it down and back up right he's so we can't just like disappear and then he'll come out for it he'll probably like wait for a while until all our spells run out hmm 
that seems to be, you think he's trying to, to wear us out. Mm. I mean, the other option is, like, would he be able to tell if we were here, but not, I mean, if we disguised ourselves or hid ourselves and left it out in the open, he would go for it. Could we just ambush him? I mean, I don't want to. And that part was in the Telbond, to be clear. In the Burton, we're, I'm assuming this is all in the Telbond. We should do this when we're talking in the Telbond. We should Xavier no, it. No, no, you shouldn't. No, no. cues, because Travancore is not. Um, <laughs> First off, because this isn't Beyond Heroes. And second off, because for our audio listeners at home, they can't tell the difference between Fingers to Temple oh, right. and Fingers Sorry. to God. Makes me think of the <laughs> opening sequence of the '90s X-Men series where Professor and then Magneto has his fist, and they're all ready to rumble. They're about to run into each other, and they all die. And then suddenly, show starts. I will be a kind and gentle DM, and if any of you say anything that could potentially be a bad thing to be out loud, I will ask. But for the moment, it sounds like you're all talking in Telbond. And yeah, at this point, it's been at least a minute since the the battle ended. Carlton's rage has subsided. The spiritual weapon has gone away, but the eagles are still there because I believe the eagles are on an hour and it hasn't been an hour since you summoned them. And Correct. Jonathan the Magimuscular still has five stars around his head. Yes, that's right, because that stays. Oh, I guess my my extinction level event is gone. Yeah, because that's only a minute. So Bernie and the Telbond will say, I don't think we should be leaving look several people have already been grievously injured because of this i'm not just giving this thing to this guy i mean if we had a duplicate of it or could make one and leave a fake one out for him and ambush him sure but you gotta say what you need to say travancore to get his ass out here okay no pressure then i'm not leaving that amulet in the snow and so I gotta figure out what that is. The thing is, like, I don't think he's gonna be goaded by simple taunting. He seems to be smarter than that. All right, do some complex taunting. Yeah, <laughs> come on, man. Do I teach you nothing? Taunting, come on. You gotta get from taunting one hundred one to taunting one hundred two. You, you were, know, you were, you, you were in university just now, Travancore. What'd you learn? Gosh, I learned something about magic mouth, which I don't know helps me at this point. Jonathan the Magic Muscular is encouraging you, Travancore, to use your magic mouth. Oh, all right. All right. And so Travancore steps out into the spotlight, takes two or three steps away from his uh, his fans and says, you know, I'd be interested to know, Ultraloth, who, who who hired you? Like, if they understood just the depths of your your laziness and your, your need to delegate responsibility. The word incompetence comes to mind. I mean, don't you think another Ukuloth would have gotten this done by now? I mean, how much of a hassle could I, could I little old me be? That was really good. Yeah, that was great. It's really good. <laughs> good job. Good job, bud. Go ahead and roll an intimidation check. Ooh. I mean, you're not really intimidating. This is more like a, a, a goad, but this is the closest I could think to a, a goad check. You could say you're goad for goal. Well, is you know, I am. Is there anything goad- we can do to give him advantage on this? Uh, not at the moment, but the fact that he had some fun things to say helps. 13 goad check. Okay. There's a very long pause, and then you're in your head, you hear the Ultraloth say, There's a fine line between smart and lazy. I like to think I walk that line. You don't. (laughs) Well, I'm still waiting for your confirmation. You've talked a lot of words. Are you going to leave it behind? I've done a lot of action. 
Well, I mean, I've also dispatched of everyone you've sent to me so far, and I'm sure there's another wave of minions or baddies you're going to send. You know, dogs or bees, or dogs with bees in their mouths when they bark, they shoot bees at you. Bernie's going to whisper in your ear in the thing and say, I have dog and bees. What's wrong with dogs and bees? I like that idea. Send dogs and bees. Ooh, that'd be fun. I wonder what that would look like. You see, you you can't even think of your own ideas. You have to steal mine. God. Well, why not both? Don't let a good idea go to waste, I guess. Too bad you don't have any of your own. I've had plenty of my own. I'm just not telling you what they are. Oh, well, yeah. So I'm guessing you're not just going to leave it behind. (laughs) Why don't you come here and see if we're here or not? Okay. Travancore, I need you to make, it is an intelligence saving throw, DC 16. Oh, okay. Intelligence. This will be good. All right, I don't get advantage on this unless it's against being charmed, which I don't think it is. It is not against being charmed. Oh, 15. That's not good. Yeah. That is not. Are you on the eagle or are you just next to the eagle? I know everybody landed. The Yeah, I'm next to the eagle, not on it. Okay. That is good. Oh, dear. Oh, no. It's actually good for Travancore. But yeah, is, I was about yeah. to say. It is good. So two things happen at the same time. All of you see a creature appear in the woods. Those of you who aren't Travancore, what you see resembles a large toad. Fearsome in appearance. It's got that downturned mouth. It's got webbed feet and hands like you would expect a toad, but it's more spiky. And it's got an intelligence in its eyes that is disconcerting at best. Travancore, in that moment, as you you don't really see this thing, because what happens is you suddenly really don't know where you are or who you are or anything. You lose all of your proficiencies. You cannot cast spells, you cannot understand any language, and your intelligence and charisma scores are now a five. Is he the toad? I guess you could say his mind is feeble. (laughs) It's not exactly that, but yes, he... Oh, you also take psychic damage. Uh, Hold on, I have to roll the psychic... It's... uh, Oh, and you get damage. (laughs) Well, but the... You'll see it's not a ton of damage. You take seven psychic damage, but more importantly, you find yourself unable to comprehend anything about what's going on. Now, you are still you. You still recognize your friends and your enemies. You still are capable of making rational decisions, uh, but you have no proficiencies. You can't cast spells. You cannot understand language, and your intelligence and charisma scores are now five. Can Bernie do some kind of check? You could, on your turn, as we all can roll initiative. Here we go. I am sorry to be the bearer of of that bad news, but there you go. All right. You know, you taunted the guy. Good thing I have advantage on initiative. And I'll describe what I just put out on the board momentarily. Let me get initiative and let me get all this rolled. The other creatures that I'm going to be describing shortly... Uh, rolled a natural 20. So that's a thing. Y'all here I will be drinking for shortly. But first, 
Okay, for initiative, Bernie. Six. I rolled a six. I mean, sometimes it's good to be at the end. Uh, Bucks? Bucks gets a seven. And Carlton? Uh, with my initiative, a soft 20. And Shadow? Shadow got a 15. And Jonathan? Jonathan got also got a 15. What's your dexterity bonus? Two. Okay, roll off between Shadow <laughs> and Jonathan. <laughs> All right. 13. Two. All right. And Travancore? 16. Okay. And the Toad creature uh, got a soft 20, but I think... Who was the other person who got a soft 20? Uh, Carlton. Carlton, what's your dexterity modifier? Plus three. Okay, so you are actually going to go after the toad. And uh, uh, the Same. other creatures that appear, they got a soft 20, or they, they got a natural 20, but they have no bonuses. So they're going to go after the toad. Travancore seems to go mute and some of the light goes out of his eyes, but he continues to stand there next to the giant eagle. Would they still be there? Would my concentration be interrupted by this or no? Uh, no, I don't think your concentration would be affected by this, especially since you have levels in druid. Mm. I'm going to say you can no longer cast new spells. I would say you can continue to concentrate on them. You just can't cast new spells. Okay. I hate bringing it up, but he did take damage at concentrating on the spell. So yeah, I would need you to make a concentration check. So a constitution saving throw. 10. I think it's ju it's just 10. Yeah. Yeah, because it's 7. So just... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, Bye, so. Bye, Eagles. Oh, Bye. Cunningham and Wentz. Somewhere Dude, Skip uh, Bayless is Wow. Somewhere Skip Bayless is very, very happy. I don't know if it, if if people caught it. What did you just say, Jack? Bye, Eagles. Bye. Okay, just checking. <laughs> just checking. Bye, Eagles. Bye. For wow. those of you who don't know, the fight song for the Eagles is Fly, Eagles, Fly. Yeah. It's pretty damn good. <laughs> so this horrible toad appears. It. I don't think any of you would know what's happened to Travancore just yet. Do we see the eagles disappear, though? You definitely see the eagles disappear. This is all kind of happening right at once, is this toad appears. Travancore hasn't done anything yet, but he feels his abilities leave him. What and would his that intelligence be like? leave him. What would be that like in the call? Like, Yeah. He, so Travancore cannot talk anymore because he can't understand language. But uh, it's his intelligence and his charisma that have gone away. So, so he still has his wisdom and he's still him. So he is just a nonverbal version of him. Okay. Hey, so buddy. He can still hear you, but he can't understand you. Travancore with the... I think Bernie would see the eagles go away and the frog appear and say, What did what you go off? Say, what did he say? And as... Travancore sadly gives you a very confused look. It is uh, this, just as it appears, it vanishes and reappears next to Travancore. The frog? The frog. It teleports. Oh, shit. Goddamn teleporting frogs. <laughs> you know those teleporting frogs. It is going to cast darkness. Uh, do so, I see him do that? Yes, because he's not, he's no longer invisible. Nope. <laughs> And I'm going to try and counterspell it. Uh, you do, because 
darkness is only a second level spell. So yes, this frog, he's a humanoid uh, size frog, although he's a little on the, the wide side. So he is larger than Travancore, but not a huge creature. You see it start to cast this spell and Jonathan immediately counters it, uh, but it is going to stay next to Travancore. And then what you see coming out of the tree line also appearing in the same manner that some of the other creatures have and where they seem to just meld out of the trees. You see two horrible looking creatures. Uh, these ones are large. Uh, John, this counterspell's for you. <laughs> this counterspell's for you. These two creatures, also that green-gray-skinned of an amphibian, but these creatures are more obviously of the devilish variety. Two large horns, uh, very pointed large ears, a devilish face with fangs, a muscular top, one of them holding a great axe, and bat wings coming off the back of their their. I don't remember what the name of those legs that go backwards are. Like the like, like bird the legs and digigrade legs. Digigrade. Thank you. I couldn't remember digigrade. The digigrade legs. They have melded out of the trees and snarled in all of your directions. One of them is going to charge forward a Carlton. The Well, other... that's inconvenient. It's both convenient and inconvenient. You now have an enemy right there. You don't have to go anywhere. It's just gonna appear. It's Al Schroeder's bucks. Uh, the other one will use his wings to fly up to Jonathan. All right, Carlton, you've got two claw attacks coming on you. Uh, one of them is not going to hit. Uh, 14 won't hit. Misses. See, I got my natural 20 out of the way, and now now everything is going to be fives. It's all fives from now on. That's fine by me. So, yeah, it appears next to you, Carlton, and tries to slash at you, but you you were more prepared. Jonathan, you've got the same thing. Two claws coming at you. Don't think 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 hits. It does not. How about a 15? Also does not. Wow, I just rolled like shit. All right, well, I've stolen Travancore's memories, so I guess I did what I needed to do. I'm all done. Carlton, it's your turn. Uh, so Carlton uh, sees this thing in front of him uh, and looks back at the frog that he was planning on going to be like, uh, pressing matters. He's gonna kind of take that quick, like, breathe in and kind of, like, kind of pull out some more of his inner rage. And as in, I'm going to rage, but I'm running low out on those. Uh, and I'm going to go reckless at this guy. Sure. Uh, 28 to hit. That'll hit. Do I have to separate my types? Yes. So, three lightning and 13 magical slashing. Okay. The slashing definitely hurts this thing. The lightning, it resists. Wait, so, the frog? Uh, no, he's going after the oh. the larger devilish creature. That, that is literally in my face. If a frog's not to yeah, lightning. How much slashing did you say? Uh, 13 magical. All uh, right. Uh, second swing, 26 to hit. Oh, yes. Two lightning and 16 slashing. Yeah, once again, your lightning doesn't seem to do very much, but you slash into this creature pr pretty pretty deep, and it takes it. Anything else? I make that sound. Okay. <laughs> it seems emboldened by your wine. And Jonathan, it is your turn. All right. Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to test the waters, as it were. Let's see. How do we want to do this? That's totally up to you. I'm going to grasp the symbol of bay around my chest and 
uh, or the it's it's not a symbol of like I am a practitioner of the Bay religion. It is just more of a tribute. And I grasp it, and a cylinder of light energy uh, envelops both. Oh, can I get everyone? <gasps> I might be able to get everyone. Let me see. Dawn is a it's pretty 60 big. foot, uh, 30 foot radius. Right behind Shadow, this dawn erupts and it, it casts down as like a bolt, like a very, very wide bolt from the heavens. And safety bubbles appear around Coco Snoot, Bernie, Shadow, Carlton, and myself, but not around those guys. So when their turn begins, they are going to make... Oh, actually, they make this now. When the cylinder appears, each creature then must make a constitution saving throw. Okay. And you got all three of the creatures? I did. Okay. So we'll start with the frog. You said constitution. All of these have advantage against your spell, but I know they'll take half damage no matter what. Uh, Constitution. It's a 19 for the frog. Uh, That, I think, is going to barely save. The one next to Carlton fails. The one next to you succeeds, as that's a 21. Okay. If they failed, they're going to take 21 radiant damage. And if they succeeded, they're going to take 10 radiant damage. One, they all take a little bit of damage. Well, the the one next to Carlton takes more than the others for sure. I will rely on you to keep an eye on where that cylinder is. Is there anything else you would like to do? Yes, Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to... Does he? How many of those does he have left? He don't want to be by this guy. He's going to be like, bye! And foop, foop. And he's going to appear right over there. Can you specify what foop is? Foop is Misty Step. No, I think just call it foop. Yeah, foop I mean step. foop is fun. I'm not saying foop isn't awesome, but it's for the purpose step. For foop the step. purposes of knowing oh, what's going oh, on. For the purposes of radio and for the purposes of of spelling out what I'm doing. In yes, case, it's a foop step. In case this is your first time listening to us, and if it is, welcome. Welcome. So I go. I move. Uh, I move west and uh, uh, over uh, away from everything else. Okay, Travancore. Yo. Welcome to role-playing combat. What would you like to do? Ah, well, now that Mr. Fooper is fooped, um, I still have a bow. I still have an arrow. <laughs> you do. You do not have proficiency with it anymore. Ah, so what kind of penalty would I take to my bonus? Ah, uh, you just do not have your proficiency bonus. That's all. Oh, okay. So I gotta take, like, plus five. Minus five. Okay, I can do that. All right, so the one that was on Carlton is the one that looks the worst, Yes. Uh, yeah, that one has actually taken. But a you also have someone right up on you. You do. You do have a frog right next to you. Yeah. So I'd be able to fire an arrow at somebody with with it. Like it wouldn't be affected by advantage or disadvantage. I mean, I know it, I have a frog right in my face, but it I can't would. attack I, with an arrow. Yeah. You, if you do a ranged, that's why Jonathan the Magimuscular got away from this guy because if you do okay. a ranged attack while someone is next to you, you have disadvantage. All right. Well, Travancore is going to disengage. He may have lost a lot of intelligence, but he still knows how to run. Absolutely. Where would you like to Retreat disengage tactfully. to? <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Where would be safe for me Advance to, to the go? rear. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. All right, so... But stay within movement of Bernie, please. Perfect. Yeah, right behind Bernie. And I don't even need to use my bonus to dash some more. So, yeah, I think I'm done. Wait, did he move into Wait. the cone? He, he did. Yeah, yes. there is a there is a giant uh, radiance that ends right at your feet. Okay. Yeah, I'm assuming how many people can you sculpt around? 
I believe it's like one per spell level, so he's still good. Okay, that's fine, because I know Bux is outside of that. Right. So. And as All you right. do that, Jonathan the Magic Muscular is like, Hoo! and you see a little a little <laughs> tunnel open. That's safe passage through the dawn. Hmm. All right. It is Shadow's turn. Shadow is not affected by any of these calamities affecting Travancore. He is not. So his original plan, now that Travancore has fled, he's going to banana around and get into flanking with this uh, with this dealie. Sure. This winged amphibian type. And we are going to do a multi-attack. 26 will hit. That'll definitely hit. All right, so he's going to be bitten 12 points of damage for the bite. It's a fearsome bite, as you, as Shadow kind of expects, this creature only takes half the damage, but he does take the damage. Go ahead and do, you said it was multi-attack, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll do the claw next. Avec avantage. Oh no, 17. 17 just misses. I think, uh. yeah, Shadow uh, has that moment in where he is emboldened by the bite. And then he just, it's, it's, he actually scrapes his claws across this creature's hide. And like, uh, like dragon scales, it's just thick enough that he can't pierce it. Anything else? Yeah, Shadow's done. Bucks. Bucks is going to see this thing appear right next to Travancore. And then Travancore is going to run into the dawn. And you hear Bucks in the call. Uh, well, uh, uh, Master Travancore has entered the, the combat area. Uh, I'm going to, and and you hear Jonathan the Muscular just go, yes, just go. And Bucks is going to fly straight up. Okay. He's going to double move like the... Double okay. move, yeah. Although he's going to stay within, he's, his altitude is going to be about 100 feet. Sure thing. Bernie. Bernie is going in the call where he's going to say, Travancore, what did the Yugoloth say? Travancore just sort of stares at her. Okay, um, she is going to, do I need, I kind of, she thinks she needs to do greater restoration on him. She thinks he's been cursed somehow. Can I do a check to make sure real quick? Uh, yeah, give me an arcana check. Okay, do I have any? No, it's fine. Four, that was a four. She has no fucking clue. You have nothing else to go on at this moment because you don't, you didn't see it happen. You haven't really been able to examine him very much. So it's just kind of what you think needs to be done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so she's going to reach out and touch him and cast Greater Restoration to remove the curse she thinks is on him. Okay. The good news is your instincts are correct, Travancore. <gasps> All of the uh, effects have gone away. Thanks. He doesn't like, he didn't like my insult. He didn't like my insult. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, I was really proud of you and you did a good job, but now we have to kill these things and she is going to use her bonus action and double check how many spell slots she has left. Sorry, I have to mark this or I will forget. That's um, fine. And she is just going to cast, just to do a little bit of damage, because she's going to spend the entire time healing people, uh, she's going <laughs> to cast another spiritual weapon. What level are you casting this at? Just at a level two. Then it does not happen, as the the creature that had previously stolen Travancore's memories casts Counterspell. The frog? The frog watches you fix what it did to Travancore and waves its hand and your your spell slot goes away, but your spiritual weapon does not appear. And it locks eyes with you, Bernie. 
then. <laughs> Wooed. Would you like to move or are you going to stay there? Bernie does not like being in like the line of. We, I don't like it when we clump. I'm not fair enough. The clumps. I'm sure they're nice people. She's going to go in a northeasterly direction. Northwest. That's northwest. It's fine. I know directions. Yeah. Kind of about here. All right. Do you move about 25 feet far enough to be outside of the the sphere of dawn? Dawn. Yeah, outside the sphere of dawn. Outside the sphere of dawn. And she's been, there's a, yeah, she's going to come for that fucking frog in a second. Awesome. Because he's coming for you. Good. It is his turn. Come at me. She goes, come at me, asshole. Dames and dragons. Some have said, hilarious. Some have said, I cried. Some have said, it isn't just the best D&D content I've found. It's some of the best content I've experienced ever. Some have said Corbin is the best part. Well, some have said Fran is the best part. Only you say that, Fran. Some have said, shut up, Corbin. Some have said, this podcast is jam on toast. Some being me, Laika. <laughs> me, Laika, have said. <laughs> me, Laika, this podcast. Some have even dared to say, listen to Dames and Dragons, a D&D actual play podcast on Don't Split the Podcast Network. We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's a Dungeons and Dragons strategy video game that brings together D&D characters from novels, adventures, and multiple live streams into a single grand adventure. It is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from Companions of the Hall, High Rollers, C-Team, Beyond Heroes, and more. I usually have the game running in the background while I edit audio for the show, and thanks to the fine folks who make Idle Champions, we're fortunate enough to be able to offer a free gold chest to all of our listeners. This week's code expires on May 31st at 8pm Pacific, so open up the game, go to the shop, and type in this code. A-L-K-O C-H-A-P-E-N-U-F. So use that code and then let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops. Back to the show. All right, first thing he's going to do is he's going to and disappear and reappear 60 feet away. And then, Bernie, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. That's okay. Because Which I know I you're good at. Is he casting a spell? Saving throws. He uh, Jonathan, he is thankfully in range of Jonathan's counter spell. So Jonathan is gonna blow a blow a fifth level on it. A fifth level? Yeah. Then then it fails. So Bernie, you do not need to make a wisdom saving throw. Jonathan, make a, a perception check. Oh my! Natural twenty. Everybody, drink. very nice. Hey, cheers! Cheers! Cheers to that. Uh, so that. Let's see, shakes out to a blah, 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 22. This frog moved, teleported, looked at Bernie, started to cast this spell. You could swear it looked at you as it started to cast the spell. Can't quite read what's on this frog's face, but it was watching you counterspell it. And then the other two creatures are going to go. One of them, the one that's between Carlton and Shadow, is going to take the the attack of opportunity and banana around to be next to both Carlton and Travancore. 
So if Shadow wants to make his attack of opportunity, go for it. You got it. Let's see. Bite. And will he get advantage on that because he's flanked or it does not matter? Uh, yes, because the attack would happen while he is still being flanked. Ah, uh, at least in 15 is not going to do it, though. Sadly not. Uh, he just, just misses. Uh, he's going to move around and then, but he's still going to attack Carlton with his claws. Uh, that won't hit. That will probably hit. That's a 24 to hit, Carlton? Yeah. Okay. You're going to take 12 slashing damage, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw. All right. So six because I'm raging. A 28. How's the 28 work for you? It's a horrible wound as you are slashed, and it burns. And you resist whatever is about to happen, but it burns. Uh, the other one moves to not only be in flanking with Trav with its fellow against Travancore, but also to be next to Jonathan. And I know they have to make some some checks because they're going to take damage from the Dawn. We'll do that in just a second. Uh, the first claw is going after Travancore with advantage. Wow, I wow. wore two natural ones in a row. Welcome I'm to okay the re- welcome to the reason why uh, I have to send super powerful monsters against my team because, because all I'm very I do luck- is- I'm just yeah. very lucky. And then tonight, yeah. The other, the other claw is going. Actually, no, because he missed you, so he's going to try again. So with advantage, uh, that's a dirty twenty against Travancore. That'll hit. And I'm assuming a fifteen doesn't hit. Fifteen misses. Okay, so you will take twelve slashing damage, and I need you to make a Constitution Let's saving see. throw. Da, 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 da. Con, everything's back to normal. While you're doing that, this is a really interesting uh, study in flanking because normally you would not be able to flank like this, but since they're large creatures, their area of effects or their their spaces still bracket Travancore in a way that would flank. Mm. So that's like I said, this is one of the more esoteric like flanking cases, but it for for large creatures it does work. It does work. Travancore, where'd you roll? Twelve. Unfortunately, you do not succeed. Uh, you're gonna take. You're going to take an extra five slashing damage, and you feel the wound that this creature has slashed open with its claws burn and singe, and it feels like it's still bleeding, and uh, they need to make their checks. What's the checks for being in the dawn, Jonathan? Constitution. Okay. Uh, One of them succeeded with a 19 plus. Uh, The other failed. Okay. uh, that's going to be 23 more radiant damage. And they are done. It is Carlton's turn. Uh, so I will banana myself banana myself around uh, the, re- the red one so that I'm uh, in flanking with Travancore. Okay. And then I'm going to do what Carlton do best. And that is Swing Storm's Fury. Ooh, 12 will miss. 12 will unfortunately miss. Yeah, that's no point. Because that was really good damage. That was All no right. damage because you missed. Well, yeah. I know. Uh, a 28 to hit. That will hit. Ooh, good mm. reroll. So it'll be six lightning and then uh, 17 slashing. All right. This one melts into a puddle on the ground as that final bit. The lightning doesn't seem to do very much, but the that last slashing manages to... Uh, it falls over onto the ground and then dissipates into this red gooey mist and i have just enough movement to kind of now kind of form a triangle around 
the other big guy there with Jonathan and uh, Travancore. So we're going to super flank him. And Jonathan, it is your turn. Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to do what any good wizard does uh, in melee combat and disengage. <laughs> Get the out of melee combat. So Where would you action like to is go? disengage. Uh, his movement is going to be southwest at right into the tree line. And sure. then from, as he moves that way, he's going to take one of the stars around his head and whip it at the uh, at this guy for a range. Uh, the uh, The guy that everyone's surrounding. The winged froggy dude. Okay, that one technically is not a frog. That one's just a the, some kind of the fiendish, fiendish creature guy. All right, sure. Oh dang, yeah, fifteen's gonna miss, right? Fifteen is gonna miss, unfortunately. There's too many people around him, and you're worried about Travancore, especially. Ooh, so, okay. it just goes wide. Anything right. else? Uh, nope, that'll do it. Travancore, you've your senses back, but now you've got a very large fiendish creature next to you. Hmm. Okay, I think what I'm going to do. It's not a great option. I think I'm actually going to disengage again. Okay. All right. So Travancore knows they're only clumping around, but uh, all right. So I'm gonna go back to there. Yeah, because he's, they're gonna go after me no matter what. But I still have my bonus action, so I'm gonna cast Hunter's Mark on the frog. Okay. And Shadow gets a reaction, but he's not close enough to anything to do anything. So I think Shadow's done. Well, Travancore is done. Yeah. It is Shadow's turn, so he can now move and engage. Well, let's see. Flanking. Plenty of space to do that. Multi-attack again. First, the bite with advantage because he's flanking with uh, Carlton Tanks. Uh, But I'm guessing a 10 is not going to do it. Sadly not. so Claw. 24. That definitely hits. And he's going to take 12 damage, potentially. He still resists some of that non-magical damage, but uh, the Claw rakes. Bucks is... 95 feet up in the air. <laughs> Flies over the battle like a like a news helicopter. This is this is this is Buxton Bertram Bellwether above the combat zone. Yes, we have an excellent battle today. Hopefully my friends pull through as he flies this way and makes a perception check to see if he can see anything else coming out of the woods. All right. Go ahead and roll a perception check. And he, he doesn't 95. know why, but he's also making the thump, 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 thump noise, even though he has no idea what a helicopter is. I'd like to think that because he's an owl flying up so high, he's actually having to flap quite a bit against the, the blowing <laughs> that, wind. Yeah, there's like a buffeting wind like that he's flying into, so he's having to, to thump a little more uh, as he flaps. He's doing the hummingbird thing. What did he roll? Uh, he rolled a 12. Does not see anything that is uh, that was not perceived before. Anything else? Nope, that's it. Bernie, it's your turn. Bernie wants to test a theory. She's going to use a cantrip on the the fiendish thing, and she's going to cast Sacred Flame. Okay, when you say fiendish thing, you mean the winged one that is currently surrounded? Sure. And he needs to succeed on a dexterity saving throw. Okay, but this is Sacred Flame you're using? Uh, yes. Okay, so he does have advantage. Yeah, that's going to be a... Oh, it's just a 19. He has no dex. <laughs> but a 19, I believe, still makes it. Yeah. Damn it. I, yeah, she's kind of like... She's at the point where she's like, this is coming rounds. She doesn't want there to be a pause. So, I don't know. I, I'm worried about wasting spell slots. We're getting down here. But These she really does want to... legitimate concerns. She really does want to kill that thing, but she knows that, like, 
she knows that Jonathan has a certain amount of counter spells that he can use, and she's pretty sure Frog's gonna counter spell her again. So it's she's just gonna sit there and eyeball the frog. So you're not gonna do you're not gonna move, you're not gonna do a bonus action. I mean, we would, but no, she feels a little hamstrung. Okay. Top of the round. It is the frog. Frog is current. The, the daylight is still up, correct? Uh, that is correct. The frog is going to teleport directly north. And for the purposes of the map, I'm going to put the frog as far north as he can go. But he teleports 60 feet directly north, which is important because then he's going to cast a spell. But he's now more than 60 feet away from Jonathan. Did I read this correctly? I did. It's got a range of 120 feet. Travancore, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Well, in fairness, the last one got counterspelled, so technically not again. Six. Awesome. All right. Travancore, at this very moment, something appears in front of you. Your most terrifying nightmare. Something that would leave you shaking and crying in fear as you are now considered frightened and you're going to take some damage. No one else can see this thing, but I'd like you to describe what appears before you. It's my father, but it's not my father. It's my father possessed. It's my father with horns coming out of his forehead. It's my father being controlled with, like, strings of fire. And I can see she who should not be named pulling the strings. And he has his saber out, and he's coming after me. And I can see tears streaming down my father's face. This apparition appears before you, and it is more real than anything else that has happened. You take 18 psychic damage, and you are considered frightened. Well, there is a there is a bright side in all of this. I only had 17 hit points left, so I go down. So you go down. Oh, well, shit. There you go. Okay. Well, the good news is... I was mathing wrong. Well, That's at least fine. I'm not scared anymore. That... <laughs> the good news is you're no longer scared. That's the end of the frog's turn. The other creature is going to cast a spell, and from it... Can I counter axe? Or counter sword? Do you have Mage Slayer? Then you cannot. Uh, um, but I can counter spell. Okay. Just a, uh, just a third level. All right. Uh, the darkness it attempts to create starts to manifest, and then is gone. It is still left standing there, uh, and they're done. Carlton, it's your turn. All right, he's way out of my reach, frog guy. So I'm going to keep taking care of big bat boy here. Sure. Uh, with my buddy Shadow. <laughs> bat boy from World... What, what what was it? Worldwide News? The tabloid? Oh, yeah, bat boy. Well, World News. Weekly, weekly World, news, world yeah. news. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. I had to go through in my head because I used to do a, a show. I used to be on the radio. We used to do a four-hour thing called Sci-Fi Overdrive. I, I have to get this out because now I have to say it. And we would do a whole bunch of segments. We'd do interviews, the whole nine yards, on the old school radio before podcasts because I'm old as <laughs> shit. Anyway, we used to do a segment called the Weekly World News, World News of the Week, and where we would read and commentate on a Weekly World News article. So I had to remember that. But yeah, Bat Boy was a perennial favorite. I'm sorry, Carlton. What did you roll against Bat Boy? Uh, so my first attack misses against Bat Boy because I started thinking about, oh, Bat Boy, I should do a new <laughs> show. And then uh, I was I focus again and a 23 to hit. Yes. So uh, two lightning, uh, 11 slashing. This thing is starting to look hurt, but it's still standing there. Anything else? I'm going to juxtapose myself between 
Big Bat Boy and Bernie. Sure. Because Shadow can also banana. He can. Jonathan, it's your turn. Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to start moving north towards the frog guy. Sure. And as he moves, he is going to point his finger gun at this guy, the fiend that they've been wailing on, and he's going to send a firebolt at it. Okay. Oh, that's a 26 to hit. That hits. Uh, does the fire hurt him at all? Normally he would have resistance, but I know you've got your thing, so he, it yes. will hurt him. Uh, he is so not how immune, much, I should say. How much does my firebolt do? The, oh, 3d10. That's, I was about to say. That's, yeah. uh, that's a spicy spicy meatball. Yeah, you get in that level where you get to add extra stuff to your cantrips, and oh, yeah. they become pretty potent. Uh, so 15 fire damage. Yeah, he's looking super hurt. Anything else? Yep. He, now I'm going to uh, take a star. And now that he has expended four stars, uh, the light around him is no longer uh, no longer bright. And he hurls it at, at the same uh, fiend. Oh, another 26. That hits. This one hits a little harder. Hopefully. We'll see. Uh, 25 radiant damage. This creature staggers and goes down on one knee, but is still upright and growling at all of you. Father. Oh, wait, he was in the, um... The dawn? I forgot. Yeah, he was in the dawn. Oh, okay. I'll do that roll now. What's the... It wouldn't have killed him, uh, but what was the saving throw? Uh, Constitution 18. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So what's the half damage? Half damage is going to be nine. He's still looking super hurt, but not quite down yet. Ah, boo. All right, Travancore, I need you to make a death saving throw. Here we go. Eight. That is a failure. You sink a little lower into the darkness. What does Shadow do? Well, Shadow has a reaction while Travancore twitches a little bit less. So Shadow, extra furious, is going to bite this uh, this guy. I don't know if it's still advantage or not, because it's not flanked necessarily. Uh, no. That's true. Yes, but But this is... reaction. Okay. This isn't Uh, the reaction, so he can't move just yet. So this will not be an advantage, but then it's going to be his turn. So he can bite and then move and then do his multi-attack. All right, here we go. If that's what he's going to do. 19. That'll hit. All right, so that'll do... Let's see, it's a bite. This one's the easy one to calculate. That's why I like do it more often than the claw. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to do 12 non-man. This creature is still barely standing. Uh, it well, seems to resist enough of Shadow's bite to be able to... Interesting <laughs> choice of words there, barely. <laughs> All right, so now it's Shadow's turn proper. So yes. he's going to move into flanking. So he gets advantage on his multi-attack. Oh, good, 19. 19 hits. 10 damage. Okay. And then he gets a claw. 23. That hits. 10 damage. Even with resisting the non-magical damage, <laughs> Travancore... Being unconscious has spurred Shadow on to do enough just claw and bite in order to turn this creature into a puddle of goo. Proud of you, bear buddy. <laughs> oh, wait, he's and in the then, call, right? Shadow's in the call. Shadow's in the yes. call. Shadow, good job. Good boy. That's a good boy. Bring Travancore back. And he's just like eyes bulging like drooling almost like foaming at the mouth he is furious and that's all he can think right now because he knows enough to know that like they might be able to save him awesome uh it is bucks's turn bucks is he's too far dang 95 feet up yeah i was gonna say how successful would a peak me owl be at maneuvering a potion (laughs) 
I, I was because he's a familiar, I would let him, but he is 95 feet Right. Up. That's why I was saying he's too far. <laughs> yeah. So he is going to... He would not... Here's what I'll say for, for future reference. He could maneuver a potion as far as delivering. He could not feed a potion to somebody the way one of you can feed to each other. So the delivery of said potion or cupcake, yes. The feeding of, no. Okay. So Bucks is going to land right here and he's going to start pecking at Travancore. Like, uh, 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 ma- <laughs> okay. Master Travancore, it is it is time to, to wake up, rouse. Please, Mr. Travancore, get up. And he's going to, that's, you just see a little pygmy owl. You hear this in the call, but you see a pygmy owl like headbutting. Headbutting. I continue to bleed on the ground, but not by choice. <laughs> <laughs> and it is Bernie's turn, who does have a choice. All right. Is anybody else below half their hit points? I think I wrote down the bear instead Shadow's of... Shadow's doing pretty well. He's 94. Jonathan the Magic Muscular is good to go. Carlton's not below half. You're not below half? No, I'm above half. Okay, cool. Bernie is going to channel divinity. And she is going to use her channel divinity this time. It's not something I do very often, actually, which is funny. But I'm going to do it successfully for the first time ever, and she's going to heal Travancore with it all the way back up to exactly half of his hit points. Oh, yes, this is this is that. It's cool No, this looking. is the perfect use for it, actually. That's It looks cool. I don't know. What is it? I don't know what it looks like, Lauren. I just imagine it looks really cool when she channels Divinity. <laughs> Are you leaving know. this up to me? I'll leave it up to you. What do you think it looks like when the power of a god flows through her and converts itself into magical healing energy? Here's what I'm going to say happens. Because this is the first time that you've used this channel divinity in this specific way. Yeah. To literally not just half your hit points, but bring someone back from unconsciousness, almost dead. And so I think what happens is the snow around around you is cold. And the sky above is this bright blue of that really bitterly cold winter day. And it should be, except for the sounds of the battle, just dead quiet. Everything is in hibernation. And yet suddenly there are bees. Little honeybees glowing with radiant energy, spectral in the way that bucks can be, in the way that the spiritual weapon is seem to float out of nothing. They make no noise, except when they fly just past a couple of your ears. Jonathan, a couple of them fly past you. Carlton, a few go buzzing past you. Shadow almost is engulfed in a wave of them that crests over him like like an actual ocean wave. And as they pass by your ears, Bernie, you hear the the gentle buzzing, but it is it's not the angry buzzing of bees. It's the the warm purr like a kitten. And they surround Travancore and swirl around him and then dissipate like fairy dust. And you open your eyes, Travancore, to Bucks pecking you insistently on the side of the head. Ah, well, Bucks, you saved me. And Bernie's gonna just be like, "No, I'm gonna." I will say that Travancore, you do know what happened. You you saw the bees and everything. It's just I still say it because it's funny. <laughs> okay, Bernie's gonna reach out her hand to recall the bees. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was your action, I believe. That Don't was my action or bonus action. I'm nothing I can cast will reach him uh, or the frog them 
Don't know the gender of the frog. It's fine. 53 is where he should be at, Travancore. Yep. That's the healthiest I've been all game. Yes. All right. It is the frog's turn. The frog. Jonathan looks at you, turns his back on you, leaps with not the same amount of strength that you would expect from a frog, but far enough away that when it suddenly goes and vanishes, it is more than 60 feet away. And unless someone wants to- So he's now, what, 120? You don't know. And unless someone wants to specifically try to chase after it or do something, we are out of initiative. We haven't been able to hit it. It's got full health. I don't think any of us can take it down with one spell. It did get hit once. Very, it did manage to get hurt a little bit by Jonathan's dawn. But Jonathan, you would know that Bernie is right. Essentially, it is yeah. still very strong. Uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to yell at it. Yeah, I think they serve you on a menu somewhere. What would you like to do? And, and this is in the call. So, Travancore, welcome back, first of all. Glad, glad Thanks, you're here. And, th- and thank you, Bernie. You're welcome. So... It was cool. You missed most of it, but it was really cool looking, just in case you were wondering. I was. That would have bothered me. Thank you. So how many more of his underlings do we have to kill? I have no idea. (laughs) Why don't you ask him? We'll wait on you asking him until next time, because unfortunately we do have to stop to there. But the next time, we'll we'll pick up right here, where Travancore has been brought back from the brink of death, where a bunch of you have uh, once again managed to hold off a, a fight, but we'll see what you have to say, and we'll see what his reaction is, and whether another battle is necessary or not next time. But first, let me give you experience for complex taunting, for taunting one, uh, 201. For Bat Boy, and especially for Travancore, who spent a lot of time this fight role-playing in very difficult ways. And I appreciate that a lot. It is not easy to ask someone to verbalize what their character's biggest fears are, and then ask them to not be able to verbalize anything at all. So for all of that, I'm going to... Do math real quick. Oh, wow. These maths are actually really easy. I'm giving you a total of uh, 17,000 experience to split between the four of you. And the next time we get together, it will be moments later. We'll see what happens. Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at DungeonDrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash dungeondrunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons, and extend a special thanks to our top-tier patrons. Thank you Megan, Lori, aka Calamity Jane, Sir Narvi and Sailor Tweak, John Adi, Linnea Boyev, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.